What up, all you free stallions? Shout out Meg D. Stallion. Of course, Freestyle Podcast, episode 44. In the build, LVS Luther Van Sauce, your humble and gracious host. And we got a lot to get to today. We got a lot of ground to cover. We're going to need Alvin Kamara out there eating up these yards because we are going the full 100-yard flex on them. We got spicy plus pricey talk. King Fargo, King Misogyny, King 5'4". Spicy but pricey. But I ain't even going to play you. There's oh so much more. C5 Deluxe. That's right. Carter 5, Lil Toonchi Deluxe Edition out now. Over two years after the classic was dropped. The much anticipated C5. Free C5 right now. C5 is getting everything. All the plaudits. All the plaques. Send them Toonchi's way. Best rapper alive, the best rapper alive. Swear I check, game type. Man, you can't D-I-S-R-E-S-P-E-C-T me. On top of that, we got Spillage Village. The Spillagin is out now. That's Jid, Earth Gang. The best, we the motherfucking greatest, of course. And on top of that, off the top, we got ASAP Fergie Ferg. Floor seats two out now. Are you with me? Hey. Ride with the mob. Hamdullah. Bismillah rahim to all my Muslim brothers out there. FOSP 44, you heard what's on the tabs for today. We got sports UFC to San Costa. Let's go, let's ride, let's get it started. What you know about MJB? What you know about bells and rings and tings? We gotta give them everything we got. FOSP 44. We can rock! Sometimes you gotta hammer in those facts. Dot your eyes, cross your T's. Oh, we came with the shits today, baby.
Yeah. Oh God. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah. Let's keep shit spinning. M M G, nigga. What's going down in the NBA bubble, y'all? We're gonna get to that too. I hope everyone's having a gracious Sunday. Last weekend of September. Internet, freestylians, y'all know what you are, kings of the fall. Together we run this shit. If you want to get more involved in the podcast, feel free. Donate to the Patreon, maybe even set it up. Hit me up at PoorSaltOnum at IG. Hit me up on Twitter at LucaVanSauce. Replace the A with the X. I wasn't made for that shit, but I could probably hire him and who I paid for shit. Pray to God that you see me. I'm on the yacht getting hella high. Seaweed. Bitch, her cha cha. Grabbing on her cheek cheese. Million dollar deals on my email. You mad as hell, you ain't CC. Chain. No BS. Bitch, you know it's BS. Boy, I run my city. In the story, no BS. Green Bay, they packing. Y'all niggas was packing. Remember them hard nights? We trapping. They say last game of chess. You play checkers all on my jacket. Cause it's Dami. We having a tweaking here. Shout out Misha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just said, just come out consistently, come out, play hard and smart uh, for the whole 48 minutes. What an introduction! If I do have you right now, your attention is on the Freestyle Podcast. We're happy that you're here. We don't know how you got here. One way or another, you are in tune with this wavelength. B? Period. So let's quickly mention what we had at the top of the pod. Fargo, Tory Lanez, Daystar. Yes, he has decided to drop an album amidst all of the turbulence that he is feeling in the culture right now. Meg The Stallion and all of H-Town coming at Tory, telling him, you done, son. And Tori's rebuttal? Hey, yo, y'all coming at Fargo, Mr. Porter, soft-spoken, Tory Lanes, left field, it's out of pocket. How could another man wish jail on another man? They telling the police to come get me. Come and get me. You're crowning me king of the quarantine and then you're coming back and taking it away. Y'all was saying, hey, that's my dog. Now I'm not your dog. Wow! You know, Tori, I would just have to throw a wow in there for the wow challenge. You're coming at me left field, out of pocket. I ain't having it. <laughs> and he goes in the tracks, in the Daystar album. He even goes as far as to mention... You always shady with your best friend. He's basically a legend that Meg's best friend is the shady one in this situation. I don't know what to believe, man. What I do know is Daystar is here. A 17-track album from Tory Lanez, which features only from Yoko Gold. So big look for Yoko Gold. An even bigger look for Tory Lanez lyricism. The fact that he can get 17 tracks off right now when... I. Definitely think that this album was not planned or scheduled to come out during quarantine. This was quickly cooked up by Tori in the midst of this legal saga that he's going through. And back onto that legal saga, man, Tori made some really good points. It's almost like yay here. Tori's going through a little bit of yay moment. 
you got 99, you got the whole world disagreeing with you up until you bring up some solid facts such as you're trying to send me to jail. I'm, I'm an innocent man, innocent until proven guilty. Y'all believing in all this clout, all these stories, all these lies. You didn't wait for my side of the story. Yeah, Tori, Tori, it's a good solid defense, buddy, up until we hear what really went down from both sides and anyone that was uh, witness to it. So there's more than just two sides of the story. There's what happened, what Tori said happened, what Meg said happened, what the bodyguard said happened, and what Meg's friend said happened. And then there's also everyone that was at the party. But Tori did go on to say, which pretty much solidifies Meg's story that, and the TMZ story that they were at a party, Jordan Wood's house actually. Ooh, you fan, Jordan. You hear that sizzle? That's a wet finger on Jordan Wood's skin. And side note, I know on this podcast, I got trapped. These linguistics really put me in a hole. I dug myself in a hole. I, I think that a lot of the women talk about it beautiful, but we are now transcending into corporate social responsibility pod-ing. And we are now detailing the solid work, the amazing work, the commendable work that female are doing in the industry as what it is, talent. These girls, these women of the industry, of the universe are talented, folks. So let's give it up for all the women you know, all the talented women that you know for the Freestyle Podcast for the first time. We're giving it up correct. We're growing. Episode 44, we are showing growth, my friends. And so without ado, let's get into some spicy, pricey talks. T-Lanes, friends become strangers. Is it still, is it still Bryson versus T-Lanes? I think it is. This is totally a Bryson beat, fam. Who else can you count on for a Tory Lane's review during the quarantine? Perfect! Summer's in Miami, y'all. Where the fall at? Fall in the six? We're gonna find out. Freestyle Podcast, we'll be checking out the new Tory Lanez Daystar album, 17 Pro- 17 Song Project, live from the projects, of course. T 
T-Lanes can't even get into a studio right now. Or are they taking this man's money just like they do with 6ix9ine? Who knows? One thing's for sure, we've come a long way in this podcast from talking about 6ix9ine, Tory Lanes, women in a positive light. Fam, it's an open discussion here and we are always all-inclusive and always willing to make mistakes while also gaining knowledge for the future and we can make a better society, not only here for us internets and freestylians, but also for all my Splash Brothers and sisters, all my kings and queens out there trying to get to this bag whilst maintaining a great rapport with each and every individual that we see come across into the culture. What we gotta do, folks, is continue to document and lament what it is to go from a G to a gent, what it is to become 100. Yes, fam, 100 it is. We're not gonna stop there on the Tory Lanes project because, I'm sorry, one of the craziest tracks I've heard this year was Sorry, But I Had To, featuring Yoko Gold. It might have a transition in it somewhere. It might not. One thing's for sure, when it reaches six minutes, it's a major, major WTF moment because you just heard a man pour out his soul. In my most humble opinion, I feel like this project really should have only been seven tracks. I feel like seven tracks from Tori would have been perfect for now. He And the way he raps, in six minutes, he can literally give you 400 bars. He told the story over and over again here and made notions to what, it, what he does, how he is still a real one, and how... He, he let down his fans. So let's dip into Sorry But I Had To dot 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 from T Lane's Foggle Friday himself. And we're gonna find out what he's sorry for. I how can you not believe the man? Oh, it ain't funny when it's your turn. When he does it over a soul sample? caption, this is facts with no capping. When Michael J. Sorry, I'm gonna rock with you this week, man. They still find a way to drag him back into it. You still got fake claims, fake names, fake accounts, fake love for our real kings out here. C Breezy, the second coming of MJ, T Lanes, the greatest hope to get Drake dislodged from the top of the industry via a Canadian artist that can rap and sing and produce our own Russ. So why are we gonna let them get rid of him? No, we're not. We're going to stay by our boy. We're going to let it rock. Freestyle podcast. Domestic, y'all start to talk that action. I feel like famous, famous after all that happened. Guilty until proven innocent. The downfall of every black man. Come and get me. Freestyle. 
Be careful what you read into. Be careful what you believe. Formulate your own opinion. Most, most of all, stay 100. Stay 10 toes down. Stay solid. Never fold. Never break. Never snitch. Even that would have been straight to me. You know what I'm saying? Like spicy, pricey. Yoko Gold, I hear you! Shine, you niggas can never stop me, nigga. You'll never put my back against the motherfucking wall, nigga. As long as my toes in the sand on God's green earth, nigga, I wear the crown. Shining notorious and gloriously. I'm on a whole nother set of time, nigga. Super Saiyan 5, nigga. Come out swinging like Barley, you niggas will never stop me, nigga. Cause every time y'all niggas throw something at me, nigga, I just keep rising. I never stop, I never back down, nigga. Back to the wall, I stand tall, nigga. Free of style partyings. That is the end of the Fargo fuckboy speech. After a month went by, I never got a call from you. I decided it's time to tell my story. I held you down, you let me down. I didn't want anybody to go to jail. You just looking for some cloud. And that's all I can see now. All I know is know that you try to be seen now. Word. So we had guest spot Mr. Fargo today. Come back anytime, Fargo. Anytime. We are most welcome to have you. As we proceed. Spillage Village, y'all. No Deontay Hitchcock, but we still got Spillage Village, the Spillagen, out now for your streaming pleasure. And it's quite the left-wing album. It's got folk, country, rap. It's really blending in kind of what Spillage Village have laid out in prior albums. But it also follows in the footsteps of what has been going down in ATL since the inception of hip-hop. We've had the Dungeon family come through, bring us a collection of acquired tastes, such as Goody Mob, such as Outkast, Southern Playlistic Cadillac, Funky Music. And then you also got Organized Noise and the capability of Ron Brown's Whoops, Cap, I mean Sleepy Browns, Rico Wade, and last but not least, Ray Murray. Following through, Mike Will made it. Hell, give it up to Rory. And Childish Gambino, once again, Donald Glover. All the way to Spillage Village that we got today. J.I.D., Earth Gang, the rest is history. This project, it just makes me happy. It makes sonically, it's a lush treat, a diverse mix of sounds and vibes. So feel me? You got features from Lucky Day, Benji, Jordan Bryant, who really killed it, Country Wayne, Aunt Clemens, Hollywood JB, Masego, Buddy, Chance the Rapper, Checked In, and Ari Lennox is part of Spillage Village. You know what it is. You know what it is. It's a Dreamville ting. Some of my favorite tracks happen to be Happy Not Marvin Gaye, not Pharrell Williams, but Happy Spillage Village. Baptize is, was one of the singles. And the track with Chance the Rapper, Buddy, and Masego called Judas. 
motherfucking snake Judas statues in the back. Judas is a great track as well. So I like where Spillage Village went with this one. And we're just happy that the album is here now. Spillage Village, the Spillage in 2020 album from yours, your favorites out of Dreamville. Let's listen to Happy before we get into anything else. Freestyle Podcast. just want to be free well you are congratulations for your style podcast keeping you free since 2019 let's not touch that dial yet because yes we're gonna get right into the second offering from the spillaging yeah what we're gonna look at is judas chance the rapper buddy masego jid arieletics the queen i'm talking to you Brittany. hey <laughs> Now it's 3.45 in the morning. I'm going to 
be low. I gotta go, I got goals, I got shows for show. They out so I don't sell my soul. My soul sell no pair sales. My paragraphs jail with life real. Life no real. I persevered from out the lion grip. So my defense, you just offended cause you ride the bench. I'm siding with God. Riding with y'all got me in problems. Finding my flaws, I feel it for some. Built for it, fortified. It ain't 1954. I ain't your nigga boy. One hand glock, giant hand cop. Want a signature? Send the coordinates, drop a pen. baby. Centaurs rumbling through the forest. That's why we love Earth Gang. We love it for Jid. We love it for Ari Lennox. We love it for B Switch. chest but why would I want to do that let's keep the keep the G unit going in side note did anybody see when Ernie on the TNT halftime show did the G unit I'm sorry we need to play that so somebody posted uh, the NBA TNT meme for how Ernie be in the studio J green room which they use a video from 8 mile B rabbit rapping let's check it out <laughs> Ernie, your jokes. Oh, wait, hey. wait. Who is this, Ernie? G G G G G unit. He can't be stopped. To the chorus. I'd be nothing without my mentor. Hey. Wait. Shout out Ernie Johnson, NBA TNT Halftime Crew, Kenny Jet Smith, Charles Barkley, Shaq, and Draymond Green too. He joined the crew. Wait, what's this? You know what I smash? What's that? Tricks. Oh my god. <laughs> well, back to cereal? I once, I once ate an entire box of tricks. No! <laughs> you were sick all night. You were sick, motherfucker, Ernie Johnson. You a G. <laughs> and then... <laughs> it gets better, folks. Underneath, we got a meme of most deaf during the Chappelle skit, the racial draft. First picks for the blacks. 
Ernie Johnson. Class of 95. Shout out Ernie Johnson, the TNT Halftime crew. It just gets better and better. So if you can see what I mean, that Spillage Village album, damn, damn, they are going with some crazy tracks, some crazy sounds. You might not be used to it, but open your ears, open your hearts, open your minds, people, because Atlanta knows what's next. Atlanta knows what's coming next. Atlanta, the new New York. New Atlanta. Blah! Slap! Now make dollars. I had a question for y'all. I had a question for the world. I had no idea that Beyonce had an IG account. I thought that Blue Ivy, Hove, Bay were all on the incognito shit. Turns out Bay has had a Baychella has been running IG since the get-go. So it led me to believe, hey, maybe Hove's got an account. Cause you know Kanye once upon a time had IG. Little did I know, not know, little did we all already know, Hove does not have an IG. Hove, we're just looking to see, you know, a TBT. We're just looking for some triple F fam, some follow for follows. But nah, so Hove is doing his most by staying off of IG. And still, he manages to check in with the culture via a live via Jay Electronica's live, via James Samuels just outright blaming Hove for taking his aloe vera that was in his backpack and toilet paper. <laughs> Remember that? So Hove, we hope to see you one day on one of these new social media platforms, but until then, Hove, you guessed it. You know what it is. Come, come, come and get me. Let's get into our weekly world football discussion, fam. And yes, we had quite the week in world football. We had Carabao Cup midweek, Champions League qualifiers, Europa League qualifiers. How did it all play out after last weekend, Super Sunday? Chelsea losing to Liverpool 2-0. After the third round of the League Cup was all said and done, Arsenal had beat Leicester 2-0 in what was the showcase match of the round. Two top sides from the Premier League going at it. The draw happened, and guess what? North London versus South London, Tottenham versus Chelsea coming up this Tuesday in the Carabao Cup. Yes, please, we'll take it. And more. Che there was the Super Cup, UEFA Super Cup final. Bayern Munchen versus Sevilla. Both the teams looking like they had new signings in them. Leroy Sané starting up front for Bayern, as well as former Barca midfielder, Rakitic is now siding up, lacing up his boots for Sevilla. How did the game go? A great affair. Heading into extra time, it was 1-1 after Sevilla broke the deadlock via a penalty in the first half. Bayern able to find their way back eventually in the second half through the new main driving force of the Bayern midfield after Thiago has departed to Liverpool. It's Goretzka now, who is able to man the midfield for Bayern, he was able to jump into the box, latching onto a Lewandowski pass off for what was a delicious side foot goal into the left hand side of the Sevilla net. 
at the end of the match, um, it was the substitute who took Luke de Jong, the goal scorer of the semifinal and the final, the, the hero for Sevilla in the Europa League, was taken off after he ran his, his day out. And they brought on N. Naziri. Yusuf N. Naziri had a shitload of chances, at least five that I can count, where he was on goal with Manuel Neuer and couldn't get it past him. Neuer literally just standing his ground, also playing with the opposition by going off his line and retreating effortlessly back into the line. Uh, Neuer was massive in this Super Cup and... I feel maybe man of the match. He stopped uh, Naziri at the end of the match where they, Sevilla could easily 1-2-1. And then Hans Dieter Flick did his thing in overtime as well, affecting the game through substitutes. And that came through the goal, the game winner, which was Javi Martinez, the 2011 record signing. 40 million euros he cost for Bayern. He was the record signing at the time. Now he's still making an effect in matches late on. He scored his first goal since, hell, if I know, I think it was last year. Uh, so great where he apparently he scored against uh, Dortmund in uh, Derby. So it's really great, solid work from Bayern. They showed that they're able to do it without Alfonso Davies, even though he was brought on and was on the field when the winning goal was scored. Bayern looked really great without a few key players in their side. And so Pavard is actually took, uh, is Hernandez took Davies' spot and he manned that channel. And also it's, uh, I need to note that Lewandowski has apparently had a big start to his campaign. He is still looking like a Terminator, a machine. Just a striker that's out of this world currently when it comes to football. So that's what happened in the Super Cup. Bayern 2-1 winners after extra time. On to what is happening in world football this weekend. We got big matches. Roma versus Juve on Sunday. As well as Liverpool versus Arsenal on Monday. Be on the lookout for these two massive games. Barcelona will be starting their campaign. Three games uh, in hand basically. Which is quite strange but it's it's the bubble it's football in the quarantine we'll take what we can get news from the barcelona camp luis suarez has joined atletico madrid that's right luis suarez has gone the other way it's not griezmann going back to atletico it is in fact luis suarez the fourth all highest all-time scorer in barcelona football club history has joined madrid for quite the cheap as well, I think 18 million euros. And Messi was frantic. Messi uh, dissing Barcelona in an IG post with his friend Suarez. He just can't believe that the mates that they sit together, the meals they enjoyed with their families, those times are now over. And Suarez, in his press conference, he responded to Messi's kind words about having a fitting sending off for such a legend of the club. In his response to that for Messi, he said, yes, and they should also listen to the wishes of players that want to leave. Those wishes should be respected. They were not respected by Barcelona when Messi told them that he would like 
to get the hell out of there after the 8-2 aggregate loss. It was not even aggregate. It was a one-off 8-2 loss to Bayern München, the eventual winners of the Champions League. You can't be too hard on yourself, Barca. You still got a lot of future to look forward to. Real Madrid are in the same position as you. They, Even though they probably do have a little bit more in terms of firepower, they still are going through a period of transition. So no need to pull the plug on anything, but also you don't want to detriment the relationship with players such as Messi that are doing you the favor of staying and seeing out their contract by going around their backs and essentially just treading dirt on club legends of friends of a guy like Messi himself. You, it's just bad business and creating bad blood in the Catalonia region. In other news, Chelsea on Saturday were 3-0 down at halftime in the late kickoff against West Brom away. But this seems to keep happening to Frank Lampard's men. They find themselves out of the game before they can even get themselves in it. They might even have more possession in the beginning, but hit on the break via a mistake from the defenders is always going to cost you. And you can't win games when you're always playing catch-up. It's just that simple. So what Chelsea need to do is find a system that can get the best out of all their players while still allowing them to express themselves without the impact of conceding stupid goals that we don't need to. Frank Lampard during the halftime team talk clearly got some things sorted out. He took off Thiago Silva, the debutante captain. He took off a defensive midfielder in Kovacic and saw dividends being paid immediately. Mason Mount with a beautiful strike after being given the space by the West Brom backs. Hudson Odoi, after continually dribbling towards his own goal, found out that he could find freedom on the left and Hazard-esque one-touch play in between Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, and Callum Hudson-Odoi found himself a goal scorer and launched us into what was an inevitable comeback. Tammy Abraham tapping home a loose ball as it rolled across the goal line. Beautiful 3-3 comeback. Just what you want to see from a young team that is being tested in the Premier League. So more to see from Frank Lampard and his boys in the coming weeks against Tottenham on Tuesday. And again, next weekend, they face Crystal Palace. Wilf Zaha, a tough loss on Saturday against an Everton side that are just gelling and clicking oh so well. Calvert-Lewin is on five goals now. Richarlison had an immense display in the midweek in the Carabao Cup as they were 5-2 winners there. He got another goal this weekend, opening up his EPL account for the 2021 season. And James Rodriguez was the person that unlocked the defense with a sumptuous through ball on his weaker right foot side, putting through Seamus Coleman, of all people, the Everton right back, who put the ball in for Calvert-Lewin to get his fifth goal of the season. That was the opener. And later on in the half, Richarlison slotted home a penalty kick into the top left corner of the net. Fabulous stutter step kick. So it is still early and it is still hard to find 
a true front runner for the Premier League. Of course, Liverpool are going to hold that position, that place, automatically as defending champions. They have to. But 4-3 against Leeds, 2-0 against the Chelsea side, that really gave it to them in the end. And they showed a lot of worrying signs that they could have still drawn that game. City, of course, they will be knocking, but their defense is still also precarious. Nathan Ake at the back forming a new relationship with John Stones. We don't know what's going to come. United losing last week, winning on Saturday, barely one of the first ever penalty kicks awarded after the final whistle. You just don't see this ever. VAR creating penalties out of nowhere. Refs going making rash decisions after fi- being called to the tablet when other decisions weren't even looked at. Hey man, it's the EPL. It's footy. We love it. We love the excitement. We love the drama. We will be back for more world football talk next week on the Freestyle Podcast. We, as we, as proceed. we proceed. All right now, all you C5 fans, all you little Tucci fans, all you little Wayne fans, all you YMCMB ghouls, all you hooligans. Carter 5 Deluxe Edition is dropped. 2020 C5 Deluxe. 11 new tracks. From your boy, Dwayne Michael Carter. Yes, sir. Couldn't be more ecstatic, more stoked, more jubilant about this offering from Little Tunchi with features from Raekwon, the chef, Wu-Tang, 2 Chains, Gucci Mane, Posty, Posty, Spear Bones and Bentley's Rare, in the building, yes. 11 new tracks. Who ever heard of a deluxe that's 11 new tracks? Not even Lil Uzi would even think of it. Get it? Because Lil Uzi versus the World 2 was like 14 tracks. Terrible joke. But on to C5, Dwayne Michael Cotta, Junior, giving us exactly what we wanted, fam. He never, never, I said never disappoints. And even when he does, you still have value from it later on. It, Little Tunchi tracks grow and they age so perfectly. Mm, you got to pair it with the right moments. My favorite tracks have to be Holy, Scotty, F Him Good, and Lost. But you still got oh so much more. The intro, Life of Mr. Carter. More to the story featuring Raekwon the Chef. Siri featuring 2 Chains, In the House featuring... Gucci man, and you need to hear a little bit. There's some hoes in this house. That's right. What about me featuring Posty? Asta la vista, and I love you, Dwayne. But we're gonna play those three tracks that I mentioned: Holy Scotty and F Him Good, Freestyle Podians, C5, Cloth Talk. You are entering into the gauntlet. Five fingers of death. No, don't you?
You got your brother tech. What'd you get your sister? All these brothers depressed. I just got myself a brown with the puppy as chest. I just bought myself a town, roll my rolly a check. Riding in the double log, just regret and regret. Getting lower more than once. No question. I ain't calling since that day. I just wasn't impressed. Bull with a nose ring. Starting a bunch of BS. Had to go knock on your door. Dressed like UPS. Man, fuck these niggas. I ain't starting these niggas. Told you to get him. He said, I got him. See what I mean, though? Carter 5 Deluxe. You didn't know. You didn't expect this. But once you heard about it, once you knew it was real, once it took form into something tangible, yes, folks, we got it. Lil Tunchi, let's keep it rocking. Next up, we got Scotty. And trust, trust, I don't need no Scotty Pippen. Cause I'm motherfucking Mike, the GOAT. Freestyle Podcast! It's so simple that it's complicated. You think about mistakes, that's when you made them. Little Wayne is immortal. Why you always lying, 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 lying,
tracks to play yet we still got fm good and lost up next I, I know i said three but it's really four just can't count so we're gonna get straight into a fm good this is the old school that i was talking about this really is that dedication type of Dwayne. this really is that black is hot type of Dwayne. this is that ymcmb cash money billionaire she looked me in my eyes and said the next dick she Take will be her husband's track off right there and allow you to situate yourself with the rest of it because we still need to get to what it was the most instrumental track on the Carter 5 Deluxe Edition. You are now in tune with the greatest Lil Wayne, the best rapper alive, yeah, Lost. Serious heart vibes from funeral here. Come and get me. 
As expected, UFC 253 was last night. They headed over to the Flash Forum on Fight Island in the United Arab Emirates. UFC 253, Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. And the co-main was Dominic Reyes versus Jan Blakowicz, the Polska vet. What happened in the beginning, though, of the card was mean... Hakeem Dawodu from Calgary, Alberta, facing off against Khabib's apprentice, Zubairav Tukogov. And he literally just ran away the whole fight, mean Hakeem, beating him up. 60 strikes, 60 significant strikes to 30. One minute on the ground is how long Tukogov had. Mean Hakeem on the mat for a bit, but for majority of the fight, he's, he's running scared. And apparently he'd even make weight. So Mean Hakeem is a legend in my outright opinion. I believe that at 12 and 1 and 1, he is a fierce competitor. And the featherweight division is being taken by storm by Mean Hakeem. On to the co-mains though. Really, for the main event and the co-main, it really felt like Paolo Costa, Dominic Reyes just didn't show up. That's right, Q Duppy. The nerve, the audacity. Because <laughs> if I were to be betting on these fights, oh, it would have been tempting to take that plus 255 for Paulo Costa, parlay it with, you know, the plus 155 for Dominic Reyes. We would have been drowning in the cash flow. But you have to call these fights with respect to not only the challenger, but also the opponents who are more advanced, clearly, than these challengers. I'm talking Jan Blakowicz. He blew me away last night with his immense size, tenacity to stay on the front foot and hammer Dominic Reyes into oblivion. He smashed his nose into the next... <laughs> he turned him into the next Owen Wilson, fam. He smashed him into the next Owen Wilson. Pause. So congrats to Jan Blachowicz, who picked up John Jones' vacated title, the light heavyweight champion of the world, the pole. But on to the main event, Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. It literally just looked like it was over before the bell had even been rang. That's right. Bruce Buffer did his best to, you know, big up Paulo Costa, who really just showboated, gloated. He was almost like... A boxer like Oscar de la Hoya or one of the villains from a Rocky movie and how arrogant he was failing to respect the championship pedigree of Israel Adesanya and Adesanya had him beat from the beginning when I say body language height reach style bender versus a, a pure out boxer there's only going to be one outcome, and that was Israel Adesanya reaching 20-0, and 0, people. For the last two and a half years, as he's been at the top of the middleweight division, he has literally just chiseled in and cemented his own legacy. And Israel, we are here to big you up on the Freestyle Podcast. That's right, my brother! So allow us to tune in to Israel's post-fight interview. 
for John Amos. And he was talking a lot of chatter to our, our man's Dana White, talking about 30% fine for someone failing to make weight isn't enough. You need 80%, 90% to really hammer in the fact that these fighters aren't taking these fights seriously enough and the weight cuts enough to do it properly. Here is Bruce Buck. Ladies and gentlemen, referee Jason Herzog has called a stop to this contest at 3 minutes, 59 seconds of the second. Israel was just super stoked for his whole team as well. A humble, humble man who gives it all up to his team that got him there. Respect. Soaking it all up. Fastest motherfucker in the world, he says. Because I run so fast, I run face. All right, here he is, the undisputed UFC middleweight champion, the last style better, Israel Adesanya, with the entire world watching. You turned in a near perfect performance here tonight. It seems like exactly failed to mention that it was here tonight. Congratulations. A near perfect performance, basically perfect though, because Paulo Costa couldn't even land a punch on this guy. Same with Dominic Reyes on Jan Blachowicz. That's why I th thought it was just a really disappointing performance from both fighters. I'm telling you guys, man, but everyone thinks, hey, like Roy Jones said, I said, y'all must have forgot. Y'all must have forgot. Because of what happened last time, you thought, oh, he's so boring. As well, with your little clickbait headlines. But me, I had to make y'all remember. the world. Why? We the best. Come and get me. Yoel Romero. They wouldn't have asked for Paolo Costa. I know you want to fight the most dangerous guys, but you believe there was a. He's taking them all down, and that Yoel Romero fight. I've been telling you, man. Honestly, was I gotta say, I also David, a perfect fight. He failed. Some of these guys are gangsters. They make Israel, outside man. the UFC. Thirty percent them. So don't give them that. To not make the weight and have ninety minutes to keep on making the weight. Some of these guys are gangsters. They're making money outside of the UFC. Thirty percent is not enough. Make it ninety percent. And that way, I guarantee you, they'll spend every of those seconds in that 90 minute trying to make the weight and not just pitch out. You just gotta love Israel, man. He dances, he style bends, he remains honorable, most importantly. He's able to be one of the greatest champions in the world just by being himself, remaining humble, and sticking to the game plan. He never diverts. No matter if his opponent is sticking his tongue out at him, taunting him, uh, faking uh, injury or open openings to their face, to their body. Nah, is Israel is always going to break you down and then he is going to strike when the moment comes. When he sees that you're at your most vulnerable moment, he's going to smash you with a 10-hit combo, hammer fist, a faint, a faint punch uppercut, left foot kick to the face, all in a matter of milliseconds. That's why he is the last great style bender. Israel Asenia, we big you up on the Freestyle Podcast. Championship music. Now we're going to begin listening a little bit of this ASAP for Floor Seats 2. 
Before heading out of here, there was a lot of more music dropped, people, which is crazy. I'm seeing projects from Currency, projects from Action Bronson. There's just so much music out this week. A little bit crazy. We have gotten to the most important stuff, I believe. As we were talking about floor seats, we are messing with the singles, of course, except for Jay Guapo on No It just sounds like a retarded rat talking. <laughs> yeah, so Jay Guapo might be snitching. We just uncovered that on the Freestyle Podcast. But I'm only kidding, people. We would never, ever expose people on the pod because we know that there are repercussions to this snitching, right? Right? But we got features from Tyga, Marilyn Manson, shout out the GOAT. Lozy would be proud of ASAP Ferg for having Marilyn on the album. Mulatto, though, in the track in it, track three. We are going to give that a spin as we continue down the track list here, my friends, my lovelies. Hey, FOSP 44. Four seats. Essential that we hear from you. But you drop by, and that's important. That counts, Ferg. You remained solid. Pause. But of course, Ferg is always delivering. He's always consistent. Whether it was his mixtapes, whether it was Ferg forever. I'm talking whether he's working with Hit Boy, whether he's working with Mike Will Made It, whether he's working with in house producers. Ferg delivers and he stays true to himself as well, much like Israel Adesanya. Championship pedigree. Big up ASAP Ferg. Yeah, boy. We got to finish off these features. We got one from Diddy. We got one from 14. Favio Nicki Minaj, Made in Tokyo, and Antha Panther on Mask. This is track five. Freestyle Pockets, episode 44. Fergie. 
Yeah. Mask on or mask off? Let me know. Are we going mask off on? By the way, man, I was listening to the JVP. Them talking about famous decks just to lighten up the mood. Mm. It was hilarious, man. How are we feeling about floor seats, too? You know, value as a single off this album, amazing. It really has that Migos sound, that Zaytoven feel. This one's produced, that one was produced by High Def Razja. We're listening to Mask right now featuring Antha Pantha. Produced by Hitboy and Corbett. But let me tell you, man, when you get into the second half of this album, it's a nice 10 track album. Man, Tory Lanez could have taken a few tips from Ferg on releasing a quarantine project, but we streaming. You heard that that hook, man. That's what we listen to mask for. That hook. Something about I got a knee that I have to pat, and I got a pat in the back and a mac in the cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I'm fucking with the last four tracks. Move your hips. Nicki Minaj, Main Tokyo, Value, produced by that high def Razja. And then mm, Aussie Freaks really gives you a little bit of that feel from the drill movement. It's got Favi on the feature. Hey! Invited the Aussie freaks. But last but not least, we are going to get into Hectic featuring Puff Daddy. P. Diddy. The P. The I. The D. The D. The what? The what? The P. Diddy. Hold up. Freakstop Podcast Hectic. Ferg. ASAP. Fresh off of being kicked out of ASAP. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're black. This is for everybody! Fucking 
Okay, man, we are gonna bottle that up right there because P. Diddy and LVS, I think we just closed that one out in on the house, am I right? So we are getting to a little bit of bingeable talk before we head on out, man. It's Sunday, the sun is shining, we can't be together forever. However, of course, we are back next Sunday. But the bingeable talk that we're running through right now, after learning that Jesse Smollett's sister is in Lovecraft Country last week, we had quite the episode, a Korean dramatization, a full Korean depictment of what went down in the war where Atticus was. I thought it was Vietnam, but it's more than that. He's in the middle of a war with Koreans, and it gets hectic. Uh, the American soldiers are there and Atticus is being asked to shoot innocent civilians, innocent women, doctors, nurses. And we basically come across uh, a lapse in the story where uh, one person meets the other and fast forward, I'm sure it's going to play out in, re in real time further down. But Atticus in this Korean episode was amazing. And the, the fact that Jordan Peele was able to just put his mind into this sector of society, it was just beautiful, man. It reminded me a lot of the Westworld episode in season two when they have a full-on Edo period Japanese shogunite war. And it was amazing to see in Lovecraft Country as well, how they're able to just almost make their own Korean horror movie. They're, that's what Lovecraft Country does so well. They are mixing horror with adventure and crime and mystery. It's just something that you can really lose yourself in and get lost and forget that you are living in the quarantine because Lovecraft Country is just that crazy. Jordan Peele, so good at making stories that are relatable, uh, uh, have social commentary within their storylines. 
and and plot and more the morals of the story are so evident both in hunters and lovecraft country get out us jordan peele is just able to almost like trey park and matt stone with south park just put these ugly ugly issues that we are still dealing with systemic racism right into our faces through the likes of the characters and cast that he has chosen. Wow, 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 wow. Lovecraft Country picking up again episode seven or eight this week. We are going to find out what's going on with Addie and Letitia. What's going on? And of course, I've been, we were locked into Raised by Wolves last week. Two episodes dropped on Friday and back to back called Masks and Umbilical. And this shit is just getting more and more interesting. As I said, talented, talented actors and actresses on the cast of Raised by Wolves last week. Ridley Scott is really creating another universe out there. We don't know what planet, what nebulon uh, Raised by Wolves is taking place on, but we do know it is habitable by human beings and the Mithraic are on a charge. And it just goes to show that we have atheists versus believers, but what is happening is something supernatural, something more than just science is happening on Raised by Wolves. We are seeing miracles ha- take place in before our very eyes. And so please, please, please tune in to Raised by Wolves as we continue discussions next week. Uh, Umbilical, the last episode, was quite the surprise. I'm talking about how Mother is really a mother. You just you didn't see that coming. Spoiler alert. Mother is really a mother. Just take time to let that settle in. We are also watching Little Fires Everywhere, and I got quite a lot to say about this because we are... On to episode six of eight episodes, I believe, eight or nine, maybe ten. But what's really happening is Kerry Washington, Reese Witherspoon, two of the most not polarizing actresses, but they have been typecast into these roles where, you know, Reese Witherspoon always plays the the legally blonde chick. She's always gonna be legally blonde, but she does it so well so effortlessly and with the right attitude and temperament for the roles i would say carrie washington literally literally is one of my hollywood crushes i mean i watched scandal solely for the fact that carrie washington was in it and i was just tired of waiting for some shitty movie to come out with carrie washington in it it was time to go and see her best work which was scandal and she seems to be typecast into that role of playing the really super passionate black woman that will not take shit from anybody and will always get what she wants, no matter if it's self-serving, no matter if it's drilling the other person to get what she wants out of them. Carrie Washington does that. And I don't know, maybe... She is a little bit psycho in the fact that she just always has that look in her mouth like like she's about to chomp you down, like she's about to just bite your head off. Kerry Washington 
if you took just took a picture of her, it says a thousand words because she's got so much emotion in that face. It looks so soft, so sweet. That's why I fell in love with her. But when you're watching the shows, she is just eating your heart out. Carrie Washington, little fires everywhere. The cast is amazing. The four or five kids that Reese Witherspoon has are really great, giving me almost like a Stranger Things type of vibe, how effortlessly they are creating this world in Shaker Heights. And then you have Kerry Washington's daughter, the beautiful Pearl. This is another talented actress who is playing the role of a daughter. Like both daughters are almost trading places. One daughter from Reese is becoming uh, almost in love with Carrie, it seems like, and then who plays Mia Warren, and then and, and then Carrie's daughter, Pearl, is trying to break into the white family and upper class and trying to live in a big house and wants nice things, and she can't necessarily have them, but she is in, insinuate, situating herself into this white household, and seemingly... Everyone seems to be getting what they want in this series. However, there's little fires everywhere. And the theme of fire is so strong in this. Uh, you got pictures being burnt. A lot of things being burnt, of course. It's little fires everywhere, of course. But most surprisingly, I'm just saying, Carrie Washington definitely knows what she's doing for her daughter. Her daughter doesn't understand that Love and sacrifice are necessary in order to raise yourselves out of poverty. And it's just a common theme of misunderstanding throughout the whole series. You know, in the last episode, Reese dips on her own daughter who just got pregnant. So it's almost a lot of Romeo and Juliet Shakespearean type of writing here where if people just took the time to actually talk and be truthful with each other, maybe a lot of these tragedies would be solved. I mean, Reese Witherspoon's daughter is lesbian, but she doesn't want to talk to Reese Witherspoon as if she won't understand her, as if she doesn't love her. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Carrie Washington's daughter is truthful to her in certain moments, but also is certainly still a little bit hurt by the fact that she doesn't know who her father is and that uh, Carrie Washington won't tell her about her father. And so she lashes out by constantly trying to go against her mother's wishes. And it just, you look like a brat. You, you don't know what's best for you. You're screwing people over left, right, and center. You're choosing the wrong guys. And it probably does hurt, but Mia is literally doing everything in her power to protect Pearl, give her the life that she needs. And she affords the same thing to her friends, Bibi, who she works with. She is selling her art just to ensure that she can have her daughter, raise her daughter, and be with her daughter. Wow. So what's happening in Little Fires Everywhere is definitely reaching a boiling point, or should I say, it is heating up, it is an inferno is approaching. So remains to be seen what will happen in the coming weeks of all these series. Lovecraft Country, Raised by Wolves, and I know, yeah, of course, Little Fires Everywhere is already out, but we're going to finish that up. 
and we will summarize next week on the Freestyle Podcast. My friends. As we head on out. Somebody hit me today. I just want to give y'all something a little sweet. I said I respect you. For you to remember me by. I got all these blessings just to give it to others anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As I said, a lot of new music this week, man. How do we choose? Because I was listening to a new single by Comethazine. We gonna win. Are we getting a Bosky 4 in this bitch? Only time will tell for now. FOSP 44 is out. We gonna win still. Shout out Comethazine for giving us something real to bop to. Hey! Hey man, shout out all the relationships out there that are staying together during the quarantine. I know it's hard. I thought that Offset and Cardi B looked in love still. It's over, man. Fredo Bang was on Twitter this week hitting up Cardi B too. Is that too soon? I also heard that London on the track and Summer Walker broke up for another week. Oh, young love. Played that MJB at the top of the pot. It's still real love over faith love. Catch y'all next week for episode 45.